Here's Horton Tucker, three-pointer on its way. It's good! Taylor Horton Tucker! Good morning and welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Wednesday, everybody. We've got all your action from, I mean, Mo, this is just an insane amount of games for a Tuesday I, night. Let me jump in for a second, Dave. This is the most amazing end to of a regular season we've ever had. I think as long as I can remember it, every game has some sort of implication for playoff seeding, everything. It's nuts. Yeah, and it's I'm I'm overwhelmed by it. Uh, I'm Dave Defour. That's Mo DeKeel that you just heard, and you know it's Wednesday, so you already knew who it was. And look, we got to start with the Lakers and the Knicks. Not only playoff implications in this game for both teams, but the Lakers are are just fighting. They're trying to stay out of that play in because the last thing that they want is they have to be you know playing against the Utah Jazz in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, Mo, listen, as good as as a matchup as the Lakers are for Utah. If they're not at full strength, like that, that matchup might go the opposite way. Yeah. First off, I don't at, at full strength. I don't think they care who they're playing. Really, what they're playing for is rest. That's really what they want. It's not about opponent. I don't think there's any team in the Western Conference that scares this Laker team at full strength. Yeah. Well, in this game, uh, you know, I, I really thought the Knicks were tough in this game, but they weren't very good. Their offense is just clunky, and in in particular in crunch time of this game, there was a lot of isolation, and and there were just possessions where when they were getting off shots, they were contested, and they were bad. I mean, we can can talk about the R.J. Barrett deep three to to kind of try to win the game. I mean, it was just a bad possession coming out of a timeout, but that was the story of the last 10 minutes of the game. I mean, that was a terrible shot to try to have to win the game but even in regulation when you're winning and you're up and you just need to get a bucket so to really kind of seal the victory you don't you don't even get a shot up you get a I think it was a 24 second violation the Lakers come down and it was Wesley Matthews with a great putback to tie the game I mean that's just brutal I mean you you have to at least get a shot up Dave like give yourself a chance at least at the end of the overtime R.J. Barrett got a shot up I mean, kind of had a chance. Not really. was pretty much off. But at least there was one that went up. I mean, not even to get one in regu- at the end of regulation is brutal. And that's something that the Knicks play hard. They defend their asses off. They're, they make everybody work. But it's just that execution down the stretch that's really going to hurt them. And it's really going to hurt them in the playoffs. Yeah, but a lot of that, though, is the Lakers. And the Lakers' defense has been excellent all year, whether Anthony Davis or LeBron are out there. And Andre Drummond in this game, I thought, did a really good job of, of playing center field defensively and and keeping the Knicks off the off the rim. Yeah, no, he, this was this was probably Andre Drummond's best game since the the Lakers win over the Nets. You know, uh, like two months ago. It's it feels like two months ago. I don't know how long ago it was anymore. Everything time's gone, Dave. Um, yes. The uh, the block shot he had on Nerlens Noel on basically a second jump was like just eye opening in that sense of like, wow, he could do that. Like, I mean, granted, he rarely does, but. It was interesting. I thought this was really one of his best games. It really helped the squad kind of move forward. Yeah, he had 16 points, 18 rebounds, had like three assists, a couple blocks. Is, is this what the Lakers should expect in the playoffs? I mean, Andre Drummond is is a guy who puts up numbers, not always as impactful as he was in this game, but I think he's been okay. And you can see the value, especially when Anthony Davis is out there. 
Well, I think it's the the beauty of the Lakers is they have a three-headed monster at center that they can go to. And, you know, if Andre Drummond's not giving it to them, they're going to go to Marcus All. Like if Marcus, if they're playing Denver, Marcus All is their best answer against Jokic besides AD going at the five. You know, and, and if all of that stuff's not working, you have Montrez Harold to throw a whole different uh, situation at, at teams. I think, you know, they just have that thing. Now, this may not be fun for those three players. And it might cause a little friction, but that's kind of, I think, the the beauty in the Lakers. Anthony Davis has been looking a little bit better lately. Looks like he's finally starting to get his legs under him a little bit. And then he was hobbled kind of late in this game. Looked like he had a groin issue, but he did play through it, finish the game. We're going to keep an eye on that. But overall, Mo, you know, we have, have been worried about Anthony Davis since he came back. We worried about him being able to get up to conditioning for the playoffs. I think maybe he's going to be okay. Oh, he's fine. I mean, we saw it in their, their last game against Phoenix when he kind of just took over down the stretch. You know, I him coming back, he, he wasn't my concern, Dave. It's the other one. Now, yeah. the other one well, is the, the other big guy um, who I trust will be in shape. Yeah. It sounds like he's going to be in the lineup in their, the game against Houston on banner night. And I think part of the reason why he didn't play tonight was he was only going to play one of these games, and you might as well play on banner night. Well, and also you might as well play against the worst team. Like, let's be honest. If you want to come out, let's look awesome. You don't want the defense of the Knicks on you in your first game back. That's a good point. So with the win, the Lakers are now a game behind Dallas and Portland. They're still in that seven spot. So if the playoffs started today, they would be playing the Warriors in that play-in game. Uh, The Knicks, with the loss, they dropped from four to six. And... I mean, look, they're they're guaranteed a spot that's in the regular playoffs. They're not in the play-ins. That's great. Um, but, man, I think that they want to be that four seed. And, look, this, this night had so many great games that we sat for 20 minutes trying to figure out which ones to talk about. And the other game we're going to talk about, Suns-Warriors. Look, I don't know if Steph Curry actually doesn't like Chris Paul, but he plays like it. This team doesn't have the talent that Phoenix has. I don't know how they were able to play with them. It's pretty impre- impressive what they did. Well, one, he doesn't like Chris Paul. <laughs> okay. Like, that's pretty obvious. I think yeah. just, look, the way this team kind of comes together, uh, Draymond Green with an 11, 11, and 11, I think, tonight, triple-double, points, assists, mm-hmm. and rebound. I think he was awesome. Obviously, Andrew Wiggins has been phenomenal. I know you're going to drop some stats on us there a little bit that you that you found, but you know, 38 points tonight, just phenomenal all, all around. Getting big buckets from JTA, you know, Mulder. I mean, it wasn't just a Steph show tonight, really. Right beyond I mean, that, and I think buy that's a three. Right, and I think but, parts of this game, and and I think it's a nice confidence booster for the other guys that they to get this win against a really good Phoenix team. And to do this with the night that Steph didn't have to explode or go nuclear, that's a big, big confidence boost. And they got production from other people. That's what they've been missing in, in so many of these games. And when they come up short and Steph has 40, you're, you're wondering, where is Andrew Wiggins putting up points? Well, Wiggins in the last 29 games, so the last half of the season, basically, he's been awesome. He's scoring over 20 points per game. He's shooting 48, 38, 76. Those are his splits. And his defense has been solid, and we saw a lot of that in this game. Not only is he being more decisive when he's catching the ball in the wing, either taking the shot, moving the ball, or driving to the basket, but he's also just under control when he's doing these things. And and this is a huge difference, I think, 
from the guy that we saw in Minnesota for all those years. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things, I think, let's see how this all thing plays out. We've seen him go for long stretches and be very good, even in Minnesota, where, you know, just remember the start of last season when we're like, oh my God, look how good Wiggins is. And that was about a 20-game stretch. So, you know, we've seen these kinds of things. It's The question with Wiggins is, can he maintain this for an entire season? Now, obviously, this year is a little bit different and stuff, but it's been a great sign. Last 29 games of the season, the, the importance of everything. I f- it feels like this is one of the few experiences he's had where every game matters. It's good to see him kind of step up in that situation, and it's huge for the Warriors. They absolutely need it. So quickly, just before we talk about the playoff implications of of this entire night, uh, anything to take away from the Suns' crunch time issues? I mean, they really – I think that they've been excellent all season in crunch time, but this game in particular, it it seemed like things just weren't clicking. Chris Paul wasn't able to just take over like he has been. Yeah, no, I mean, in the last two minutes of the game, five possessions, they have two turnovers, two – Missed shots and and, and and just one bucket, a, a three for Crowder off of a, a CP. I think it was a post-up off of a CP mm-hmm. post-up. And, you know, that's great, the the one shot. But you needed more. I mean, the turnover Chris had on the, the back door to Miles Bridges on the baseline, that's brutal. Like, those are killers. And those are the things that I think will be really interesting that we have to watch for come playoffs. Because, again, the way everything's set up, assuming the Lakers win the first game in the playing tournament, that's their matchup. Not going to be great. And, I mean, Jay Crowder, Chris Paul, and Devin Booker combined for 78 points in this game. Nobody else for the Suns had more than eight. That's a thing that they probably should think about. Okay, let's kind of run through what the playoffs are looking like right now. Uh, Joel Embiid took the night off, and the Sixers blew a big lead, and they also blew a chance to lock up the number one seed. And, Mo, you know, we talked about this the other day on Nerder. That's a big deal. They they should be gunning for that number one seed so they can get some rest. Yeah, I think it just means they have to play one more game. Like, it's a big deal. I'm with you on it. And, and you know, they just got to win one more game, and they're in that situation where they can start resting guys and things like that. But it didn't stop them. They, didn't re- they, they rested and beat tonight. Didn't matter. <laughs> That's right. They don't care. <laughs> the, the Pacers with that win are now tied with Charlotte for the eighth seed. Charlotte lost to the Nuggets tonight. So they're tied for the eighth seed now. Um, that is going to be a little bit interesting because, you know, all of a sudden you're looking at Boston, who's, you know, they've lost Jalen Brown for the season. They're they're the likely seven seed. Pacers looking a little frisky the last couple games. Uh, Miami, they're now the fifth seed with their win. And the Knicks, with their loss, are now the sixth seed. This is just going to change every single night. And, and again, the play-in is an overwhelming success, Mo. Uh, the Warriors, with their win, and the Grizzlies win, remain a half game ahead of the Grizzlies for the eighth seed. Oh, and also we got a little Woj bomb uh, from Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN. James Harden might be back tomorrow. Now, you think he saw that that LeBron was coming back and he was like, oh, I got to get back. No, he promised he was <laughs> going to be back before the start of the playoffs and, you know, might as well do it. The last I think, what, they got two games left, three games left. So, you know, the way this season has gone for the Nets, I'd be nervous for the other guys. That's, one comes back, exactly one comes yeah. back, and it just seems like the universe works this way. Knock on wood that, that this will work out in, in, in that sense. But I'd be, I'm KD and I'm Kyrie. I'm looking at each other going like, uh-oh. <laughs> 
Yep, watch that hamstring. That's going to do it for today's show, folks. Before we go, hey, happy 88th birthday to my grandma, who is definitely not listening to this podcast because she doesn't listen to the podcast, doesn't really love basketball, but 88 years old. Happy birthday, Granny. We love you. Don't forget about all the podcasts we've got at The Athletic on The Athletic Podcast Network. Go and subscribe to all of them. Juice those numbers. If you haven't subscribed to The Athletic, go to theathletic.com slash daily ding and do it now. Thank you guys for waking up with us as you do every single morning. Mo, we're sending people to work now. We're not, we're not, we're not doing anything else. Send them to work. Well, first, happy birthday, Grandma Dufour. And then, ding, ding. 